Hello Vault Heads, this is the self-proclaimed, sarcastically named Captain Keyforge, also known as PJ Broughton of the Steel City Snufflegators. Welcome to the latest episode of Captain's Compod. Now that all the cards from Winds of Exchange have been released, we're firmly in spoiler season now, so a lot of episodes now are going to be talking about the Winds of Exchange card pool, unless Ghost Galaxy pops something else up for us, so that is what we're going to be doing a lot of, and today I'm going to talk about my favourite card from each house in the upcoming Winds of Exchange set. Usually it's because I think they're going to be the most impactful, but not always, but yeah. That's what we're going to talk about, and we're going to start with Mars. So the Mars card I've chosen is an artifact with no amber pip called Replay Pod. It reads, each friendly Mars creature gains destroyed, place this creature face down under Replay Pod. Action, put each card under Replay Pod into your hand and purge Replay Pod. So it gives you an artifact-based archive. You don't want to leave this around for too long because... If your opponent destroys it with a load of creatures underneath it, you're going to lose all those creatures. Those creatures are going to go to the discard pile. So you don't want it to stay around for ages. Um, but it does place each each friendly card that gets each friendly Mars card that gets destroyed goes underneath it. You could potentially destroy those on your own turn. I think this is going to be pretty easy to set yourself up with two or three maybe even four mars creatures underneath it but also as well there's the potential that if you've got mars token creatures and they get destroyed they go under here that could that could give you the ability to get some good cards put under here and saved for later so there are two ways you can try and play this. You can try and play it building up uh, an artifact-based archive of a few Mars creatures, or you can try and use it to save important cards for later if you get a Mars token creature. So I kind of like the versatility of it. I always like new ways of trying to archive cards and trying to save them for later. Which we have seen it before with Master Plan and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I like this one. And this could be strong, it could be especially strong in Mars decks with Mars token creatures. Okay, then we are going to go on to my pick from the Unfathomable Ones. This is probably not going to be too much of a surprise for people who have already played the set. I'm going for Catch and Release. Play, return each creature to its owner's hand. Each player discards random cards from their hand until they have six or fewer cards in hand. Gain two chains. So you wipe their board and your own. <clears throat> you then both discard down to six cards and you gain two chains. The thing with this is for you, you're the one who's picking when to do this. They aren't. So they're going to be left with a randomised hand, which could be as bad as 2-2-2. Two, two, two. I mean, it might not be, but it could be. And no board presence. Whereas you could do this at the start of your turn but then you don't know what you're going to get or you could do it after you've played a lot of action cards it is going to be not an ideal situation for you because this is going to do you as well it's both what return each creatures uh, each creature to its owner's hand each player discards random cards works both ways 
So, you know, you are going to hit yourself with it. Um, but I think because it's happening on your turn, rather your opponent's turn, you can choose when to trigger it. You can choose how many cards you're going to have in your hand when you do it and stuff like that. And as well, it doesn't say that it ends your turn. So any any cards that you've got in your hand that are unfathomable, once you've done with this, you can still play. Um, I really like it. And it's it's going to be a bit of a plan wrecker at times. There are going to be times where you get hit with this because it's uncommon. So I expect to see it pretty regularly where it's going to it's going to really damage what you were planning to do and how you were planning to play. So, yeah, that is that one. Now, next, we've got Future Booster, which is an artifact from Star Alliance. It does have an amber pip, and it says, Omni, look at the top card of your deck. You may put it on the bottom of your deck. So, allows you to do two things. Allows you to see what you get in draw for next turn. You can't take it, you just look at it. And is that card a card that's useful now or not? You've got a chance to put three or four cards on the bottom of your deck all of the same house. Future booster. I mean, that's the that's the kind of point of it. Make sure you keep putting cards of the same house on the bottom. But equally as well, you could have a 2-2 two, two split. A 2-2-2 two, two, two split. Play two Star Alliance cards. Use this and not send it to the bottom of your deck and then decide which house you're going to play on your next turn and this may really help you with that decision or you may actually go no I don't want that I'm going to send it to send it to the bottom of the deck and in either circumstance I really like it I like the ability to see what I'm going to draw and I also like the ability of going no, actually, I don't want that now. I'm going to put it to the bottom of my deck and use it later, and I'm going to try and set the bottom of the deck up for having quite a nice turn. Equally as well, you might decide to use this before you create a token creature and go, do you know what, is the card I'm about to get worth turning into a token creature? So you use this, look at the card. That's a card I really want for later. I'll put it to the bottom. That's a card I really want now. I'll not bother creating a token creature or... Actually, that's not a card I particularly need now or later. Do you know what? Let's turn it into a token creature and get it on the board and get something useful out of it that way. So, yeah, that's why I've gone for Future Booster for that one. Then we're going to have a look at my Sanctum card, which is a four-power creature with one armour, and it is Martyr of the Vault. Okay, and it reads... Destroyed if your opponent has seven amber or more, they lose all but five amber. So, if you've listened to my blog or podcast for a while, you know that I really, really value scaling amber control. It's something that's very, very much highly up there for me in what I look for when I'm looking for an Archon deck or... If, if we're going to talk about alliance, an alliance deck, if I'm putting one together, not that I've done that particularly much yet, but certainly in Archon, scaling amber control is something that I'm always looking for because there are decks that can get to 10, 11, 12, 15, whatever, and if you haven't got one of the sort of five or six cards in the game that can deal with it, because there aren't that many that can, you're in a world of trouble. And again, I don't think this set is laden with scaling amber control cards. So when I see a decent one, I'm, I'm going to value it. And 
there were there were probably cards that I looked at in the Sanctum card pool that um, I thought might have even been better than this. But if if I get Sanctum in Winds of Exchange, I want this card. It's an uncommon card. Any time I pull Sanctum, I want this in it. Because, yes, my opponent can destroy it, and if they've got less than seven when, when they do so, they ain't losing anything. But if this is two keys against two, and we're both on check every turn, putting this out, it, it's great. I mean, you can't. You might not necessarily be able to destroy it on your own turn. You're going to need something to go with it to destroy it on your own turn. But that is a, a great card and a great example of scaling amber control. And that brings me on to the Equidon card that I've chosen. So this is an action card with no amber pip. It is rare and it is called Corner the Market. So play during your opponent's next turn. They cannot play cards. And each time they discard a card from their hand, they may instead archive that card. So flat out, they can't play cards. So they can't play anything. Creatures, artifacts, actions, upgrades, nothing, nada, eh, eh. They can, however, choose a house, use every card on the board, and discard cards of that house, which then go into archive. So they can potentially try and set something up. I mean, if you play this on them and they've got five cards at a one house, they're going to groan. I mean, you just cost them a really good turn. However, they can put all those five cards in their archive, and then unless you've got Legacy Dysania, Legacy Maverick Dysania, those five cards are all safe uh, and aren't going to be uh, aren't going to be sort of messed with in any way. I like the double-sided nature of it. I think it's good design. So well done for that. Um, it's it's a strong card. You're not going to particularly enjoy getting this played against you a lot of the time. You see it played against you. I mean, we shouldn't see too much of it with it being a rare. Um, but uh, yeah, in my sort of Equidon decks, I would be quite happy to see this. Um, I mean, again, if you if you play that for for your third key, for check on your third key in the game, you, it's not guaranteeing you would win the game. But you can see whether you've won or not because you'll be able to tell based on their board have they got creatures that can make you steal or lose amber or whatever to get you off check. And if they haven't got it on the board and you play this, bang, there you go. You can't take me off check, game over, I've won. So, yes, that is that is a strong card to look out for, corner of the market. That is then going to bring me on to my Saurian choice, okay, which is Ambrosia Outpost, okay. Um, there are multiple outposts in this set, each house has got one. Um, they're all artifacts and this one is an artifact with one amber pip and it says action put a friendly creature on the bottom of its owner's deck if you do move one amber from a friendly creature to your pull okay so you have got to get rid of your own creatures to trigger this but in winds of exchange what are we going to do with exalted amber have we had a look through the card pool to see what cards we've got to get rid of Amber that's been exalted onto creatures, things like Imperial Scoot and Calipigian Ideal, um, Exile, things like that. Well, the reason why I've picked this out from a Saurian card is because I did look through all the Saurian cards in this set to see how many cards there were that took Exalted Amber 
off creatures and got rid of it so your opponent didn't get it. And the reason why I've picked this card out of the whole Saurian set is because there ain't many of them. Okay, there is a reprint of Senator Brachus, which is a powerful creature. You may spend Ember on your friendly creatures as if it were in your pool. Fight Reap, Exalt Senator Brachus, which is obviously a very good card, but opponents are going to absolutely try to murder it the moment it hits the board. That's one card, and one card besides this. And the only other one, because there are only three, is Patronage, which is an action. We know Amber Pit, move half the Amber from a creature to your pool, rounding up, move the remaining half to your opponent's pool. Those are the only three cards in Winds of Exchange that get Amber off your creatures in House Saurian and put it somewhere else. And that's why I value Ambrosia Outpost so much. And then we're going to go on to Bracken. Um, this is probably not going to be much of a surprise either. Um, I did always like Bracken. Uh, um, I did always like Brobnar as well. And yeah, I've gone for Halifest. Action. No Amber Pip. Good job, because it don't need one. Play. Search your deck and discard pile for up to four Bracken cards with different names. Reveal those cards and put them into your hand. Shuffle your deck. Gain chains equal to the number of cards put into your hand this way. So it works like it's coming, but for multiple cards. And then it does chain you for each card you pick. But the ability to pick up multiple cards from the same house and play them on the same turn is very good. And the state of the, the cards that you'll be collecting with this is they they are a good collection of cards um and i suspect that you the algorithm is going to provide a minimum amount of these cards every time you get this card i don't know what that is yet you probably get all four of them but uh yeah so the first one of those four cards is brick nasty okay uh he is a creature uh, he's power five, and his ability says, after another friendly Brobnar fight, uh, creature fights, game one. So every time you fight with Brobnar, you gain an amber. That's card number one. Card number two is Ged Hammer. Power five creature, no armor. Destroyed, ready and enraged each other friendly Brobnar creature. So when this one goes down, everything else gets readied again, and then you can use them again on the same turn. So, yeah, that's pretty strong as well, especially if you deliberately get rid of this guy on your own turn. Then we go to the next one, which is Power 5, Harmel Atoon. Each other friendly Brobnar creature gains destroyed. Return this creature to its owner's hand. So if Ged, creature, if Ged Hammer gets destroyed and readies everything, it'll then go back to your hand. So then you can play him back down again, as long as Harmel Atoon stays in play. And then finally, Volker. Power 5, no armor. Each friendly Bobnar creature gains splash attack plus 1. So with these guys, you're going to be gaining 1 every time you fight. Every time a Bobnar creature gets destroyed, it goes back to your hand. Every time Ged Hammer gets destroyed, you're ready and enraged every Bobnar creature. That is a good set of cards. So, yeah, what do you think? Which ones are you looking forward to getting? Um, which ones do you agree with me with? Which ones don't you agree with me? Um, love to hear it as ever. Um, you can comment on the comments. You can tweet me. You can email me. Love to hear it. Um, 
you'll be seeing more videos and podcasts about the the preview cards from Windsor Exchange. Um, but as ever, thank you for joining me and staying with me till the end of another Captain's Compod, and may the forge be with you.